Hey, everybody, it's Lynn. And thanks for listening to one of my very first podcasts I've ever created. If you're hearing this message, that means that, yep, you guessed it. These are one of the first. And I am learning my way around the podcast world. I'm really excited to be going on this adventure and meeting new people, really learning about others, overcoming their own adversity, living life on their own terms, how they hustled or overcame or whatever that is. And it's a little scary to be putting myself out there. And so some mistakes have made. You'll hear some growth as the podcasts go on. I'm not a professional, but I'm learning and I'm really excited to be sharing these initial podcasts with you perfectly imperfect. So I hope you enjoy and I'm wishing you all the best. Ciao for now. Welcome to the Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. My name is Lynn Howard, an international speaker, consultant, coach, and you guessed it, digital nomad. And I want you to create a life on your terms. We always have a choice. This podcast is about hustle, perseverance, manifestation, and making it happen on your terms. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? Someone who had a life or someone who truly lived by their own design? We are not our circumstances. Our circumstances are a part of us. So join me as we create a life on our terms. Hello, hello, hello. This is Lynn with Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. And I am, I know I always say I'm super stoked, but I'm really super stoked about this guest today. She is a Facebook strategist. Actually, how I introduce her is a Facebook strategist guru to other people in the market. She's a digital marketer. She has an agency. She is just one badass mamma jamma. And I'm super excited to have Takara Charisma on the line today. Hi, Takara. Hey, Lynn. How are you doing? That was a very generous introduction. Oh, I could say so many great things about you. I'm good. How are you today? I'm so good. Thank you so much. Good. Well, I'm really excited. Just a few other notes about Takara. Um, She has created... Actually, she's created many businesses, which is super cool. Woman after my own heart, a serial entrepreneur, very creative. But you definitely have the analytical side, which isn't really my jam, but I love people who understand that side and really analytical and numbers oriented. But she's created multi million dollar companies, e commerce companies that have been international over 15 countries as a single mom. So she's definitely a hustler. Uh, she's created a mom and me group, and now she has this multi-million dollar company that she works with uh, all over the world, Charisma Marketing Agency, and her own namesake, Takara Charisma, with companies helping them just uh, with their Facebook strategies and um, creating the life that they deserve with some sass and definitely a little bit of spice added to it. So. I'm super excited, Takara. I'm so excited too. Just a little sprinkle of sass. I like it. 
<laughs> you are more than just a sprinkle. <laughs> and I love it. So definitely if you don't if you don't follow her already, please check her out on Instagram. Her Instagram posts are off the chain and she's always giving so much great content in your your Instagram lives and um I know you do a lot of work on Facebook as well, but your Instagram is on and popping right now and I've been loving watching you grow and like have all these cool speakers and really helping businesses through this this time. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, yeah, give us a story. Yeah. Thank you so much for that introduction. And I swear if I just influence one person positively to take the next step forward and a leap of faith, that's going to get them towards their goals through my Instagram. That is really my only goal. It's just my outlet to do that. So thank you so much. And yes, it's definitely been an entrepreneur journey for me. I'm the daughter of two entrepreneurs, two doctors who are really high achievers. So I always knew my whole life. I wanted to build my dreams and chase them. And I was always empowered to do that. So um, once I got out of college and kind of working under fluorescent light, lights for a big a biotech company, I realized that was not the life for me. <laughs> and I just did not want to help someone else build their dreams. I wanted to build my own dreams. So fast forward, I did have my son um, 13 years ago, who is now taller than me, which is crazy. And when we had him, I decided that I just really wanted to find really cool clothing. So I uh, started a baby clothing business that quickly grew and it was just my entrepreneur spirit. And that's where I got into e-commerce. I had a business economics background from the University of California. And so all of my passions got poured into that. So it was so fun, yes. 15 different countries, all U.S. territories, and um, I transitioned that from seeing the parts of e-commerce that I liked and didn't like, and this is before Shopify, before um, WooCommerce, it was Zencart, before like Facebook was at maybe 20 million users, not close to 3 billion or whatever it is now, you know, so this was a time where I really had to grassroots and learn how to run my own business, and I learned the power of money and automation while I was sleeping. And that was a whole new concept at that time. Drop shipping was pretty much brand new as a concept and a word back when I was starting out. So I transitioned to providing the services of marketing because I liked that a lot more than having inventory and being stuck, you know, filling orders. I just, I, I knew that my brain functioned in, in a business and analytical way that I loved serving others, helping them grow their businesses. That was my real passion. So um, yeah, I took the leap of faith and I don't want to keep going on and on, but I can get into the details of how that happened and um, stopped freelancing and opened up officially my agency um, back in 2017. And we've been just killing it ever since and so blessed with the most amazing clients, mostly in the e-commerce space, mostly Shopify owners and WooCommerce store owners. Yeah. I mean, not only are they killing it, I, during COVID right now, they are skyrocketing. I mean, I, I watch your numbers on Instagram and it is crazy because you give real data, you give your real client examples, obviously with the names uh, blocked out to protect their identity. But I think it's so cool what you're doing for them and how innovative you've been throughout the years to be ahead of the curve, to really jump into unforeseen or kind of uncharted territories head first and like kill it. I mean, that's really amazing. Yes. I just 
feel like I was in the right place at the right time for so much of this. I really feel like almost it was a roll of the dice in a way because for so long I built up this skill set. It's been 13 years now, plus my background in business economics and training there. And so now everything's coming ahead with COVID, which is a super unfortunate situation, right? But at the same time, my clients who have set up the infrastructure, who have been working so long on growing their businesses online, who realized they could reach an international market, who didn't have to pound the pavement to get sale by sale in every boutique, who are making money while they sleep, they set up that infrastructure a year, two, three, five years ago, and now it's paying in dividends. And those who quickly pivoted as well, the ones who are smart enough to know I need to get online immediately. My brick and mortar is not going to have traffic, you know, and I need to figure this out. The ones who did that are killing it right now. And this is the time to build out, I believe, your presence online more so than ever before. And those of us who have invested in this for the last decade or more are are really earning some major dividends right now. The clients are, I just am so proud of them. They're, They're doing great. Absolutely. And I, and I will add for those listening and hopefully listening two, three years from now, <laughs> um, that it, it's never too late to start. Even if you didn't start 10 years ago, like Takara did, like it's never too late to start. Dive in now. You have to start. You can't have a second time until you have a first time. I, I remember hearing that quote not too long ago. And uh, you can't, you, you have to take that step. And I love that you have always just like, hopped in and said, yes, I'm going to do this, but being really smart about it and building the infrastructure in infrastructure as you go along. So. Yes, definitely. And that was kind of my secret sauce. The scariest step is the first step. The hardest step is the first step. And I was a single mom. I, <laughs> I had a very comfy job that I had by one of the best employers where I work that had great benefits. And I had been been with them for eight years and I had to believe in myself enough. And it was the best decision I've ever made in my whole life. And it really was deep diving into mindset, which I would love to tell the story of and talk about further if you want, but just the mindset, okay, of how it goes. So that really changed my life. I credit so much of my success to deep diving into the law of attraction, mindset affirmations. And I had read this book by Bob Doyle and I hate that I always forget the name, but if you do show notes, I would love to get this to you. It's something like find your purpose, follow your power or something along those lines. Mm. And he was part of the secret. And I sat, I, I did not like the first 100 pages. I almost gave up on it. But then I read from page 100 on to the end of the book all in one day. I was just so into the concepts of, of, stepping into what you want and believing it and manifesting it and living as if you already have it was was kind of like the basic concepts and things that day started manifesting for me and so i i decided i had been pretty unhappy at my job i wasn't challenged it was a great employer there was nothing wrong with the employer but i knew i needed more and the struggles of a single mom as if any of your entrepreneurs who are listening right now know, it is so hard to be employed as a single mom. Your schedule, arranging daycare, someone telling you when and when when you can or cannot take a holiday mm-hmm. or a break, missing Christmas with them. Just so the the stress on a scale of one to ten is a twenty with that. And that's where I was at. And so I knew I had to rely on myself and I knew I could do it. I had built us a, a big business before on my own while 
being employed. <laughs> and my biggest regret was that was the e-commerce store that I never stepped away from my, my job. Like I always kept that as a side hustle because the job was comfortable. It was safe. And so I promised myself if I ever created another business, I would find the confidence to step away. And, um, I don't want to talk too much, but I can keep going into the no, <laughs> details of the story. No, I would love to. I'd love for you to tell the listeners like how you found that confidence. And believe me, from a girl who I, I can, I will never forget the first time I heard Oprah because I'm an Oprah girl. I'm originally from Chicago, mm -hmm. so yeah. say you guys got to watch The Secret. It's all about the law of attraction. I remember the first time I sat down and watched it, I I sobbed. I couldn't believe other people thought like I did. Like I'd always known that that was like. A way of thinking like internally but and it completely it opened up a whole new world for me so the secret law of attraction definitely anybody who writes books out that was featured in law of attraction absolutely but i would love for you to give some tangible things of like how you created that courage or how you know how you took that step yeah. And I just want to mention, Lynn, you absolutely are a super attractor. And that is exactly how you do what you do, 100%. Um, I would love to share the story in a way that could be relatable. So I will kind of say, here's the steps I took, or here's how I found the courage to do that. So that no matter what someone's doing or where they are in life or where they're working, that they can hopefully relate to this. So I dove deep into manifestation and all of that type of content. And I knew I had done it before. So I had the confidence. I had someone say to me, Shakara, have you ever failed? Have you ever lived out of your car? Have you ever been homeless? No, you've always been able to take care of yourself. What's the fear about? Everything's okay. Nothing is finite. So what I did is I decided to be very smart about it. And so I set myself incremental goals. So every month I wanted to hit a revenue goal. I started to offer these digital marketing services. I didn't pay for advertising. I just produced a lot of content. I've got all my first clients who are, some of them are still with me three years later, um, which is very rare in the digital marketing space um, through content. I just produced tons of content on YouTube as I was learning it. I learned what the pixel was. I talked about the pixel on YouTube. It was, wasn't <laughs> that I was an expert. I just started sharing, you know, my passion. And that started to have people see me as an expert, right? So I kind of positioned myself as expert in the space. Mind you, I had some background kind of expertise in the area already, but that's what start, started me. So I wasn't scared. I just looked right into it. I started sharing what I was learning and content, number one. And then number two was I created revenue goals every month. And I said, Takara, if you hit these revenue goals every single month for the next six months, while you're also working at your comfortable job, so you know you have income coming in, everything's safe. If you do that, because I'm so analytical, I can rely on that pattern. I can rely on that history of metrics, right? So if I'm able to every single month increase my revenue, that I know the, the probability of doing that the following month is very high. And so, uh, so that's what happened. I basically started diving into the manifestation, really working towards my revenue goals, hitting them every month. And what I did with the manifestation, which I think is so important, it's so critical, is what happened is in my physical world, I was showing up to a job I didn't like. Every single day I was showing up and I was miserable. I mean, it wasn't a bad employer. I really want to stress that. The employer was great. But me, my passion, my desire, my life goals, it was empty. There was nothing challenging me in any way. But in my mental like reality, inside my brain, inside my head, I was a 
you know, six, seven figure business owner. I was the CEO of my company. I opened my marketing agency. I was so in my mind, I created a full on reality as if I was already living it, which is part of that secret of attraction and manifestation. So what happened is every single day in my mind, I was, I was a business owner. I was doing this. I was running it. I was, you know, in abundance and, but physically I was showing up at my job and those were so polarizing realities that what happens is your physical world and your mental world and what you've created come to such a gigantic head of polar, 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 what do I say? What's a good word for that? Polarality. (laughs) (laughs) So polarizing, right? Like that they can't possibly both coexist. They just can't. One will win. One will win. You can't mentally be on, you know, planet A, but physically physically be on planet B. So you need to invest in one or the other when it gets so strong, when that mental reality gets so strong, what happens is it starts to overtake your physical reality. You start taking physical steps towards that. So I, then I applied for my business license. I then put myself out there for clients. I then started charging. And so everything started to fall into place and attract itself to me because I had built so strong that mental reality and that mindset of, you know, what would I do if I was the business owner I wanted to be, be, what would I be doing right now? Where would I be? What would I be charging? What would I be spending my time on? And, and I would live within that, you know, and I started to actually physically practice it. It started getting out of my head and physically manifesting itself in, in my life. And so to get to the very end of that journey, uh, with the reality of being a single mom and not having help with childcare and getting, you know, scheduled by an employer on days where I would miss, you know, Christmas Eve with them, or I couldn't get childcare arranged. I just promised myself it was six months. I had done it. I got to all my goals. I trusted. I trusted the universe would have my back. I trusted in my ability to take care of myself. I took that scary leap of faith. I wrote my two weeks notice. I remember it so clearly, July 4th, 2017, handed it to my boss. And um, that actually was my last shift, even though I gave them two weeks, but I never walked back into the uh, job that I'd had for eight years. Um, But I I'm very close with all of them. And I just saw them two weeks ago at a, you know, so there it's, they, I adore them. I love them. It was such a great employer, but the point is, is I, I had to be realistic, but also be up in the clouds at the same time. So like feet on the ground, but head in the clouds. And I had to just consistently be smart about the way I built this up, knowing that if my history shows, I could do it month after month, creating goals, creating that real mental reality that eventually it just, physically manifested itself in in my life. And that mindset has taken me so far and created such abundance in my business, just everywhere for my clients. It's amazing. And I really believe to truly build a profitable, successful business, it starts with mindset more than anything else, anything else. Yeah. Getting out of that scarcity mindset, getting into abundance and visualizations, affirmations. So that is my personal journey. And I hope that it can be relatable to someone listening and they can see how they can start implementing this into their own life to follow their own passion and their dreams. Well, I I love that, Takara. And girl, you know, I'm a huge fan of you. And it's just amazing, just a little bit of time that I've known you to really see see how much you've grown. But there are a couple of points I really want to stress again before we uh, kind of give some final thoughts. But, uh, you know, you, you said a couple of things there. One is 
first, I'm a goal setter. You know, I'm a goal setter, love goals. And I love that you did the incremental goals. You know, it's really important to have the three year, the five year, the one year, but those like little milestones that you know that you can hit in order to keep you, it's almost like breadcrumbs that you're throwing out in front to know that you are going to, you know, that it's keeping you on your path. So that's really important. But one thing that you said is, I mean, you have hustle. So you were still working that job, but you, you use your time versus the money. So you just started putting in the work and creating content. And I think that that's really important for listeners to know is that a lot of people, you know, don't have the money to start. They feel like they don't have the money to start the business. Well, you don't always need a lot of capital to start a business. I started businesses, businesses grassroots, so I didn't have a lot of capital. I hustled. I put in the time. I did what I could. I used my expertise, and I made it happen. And I feel like that action step right there is missing from a lot of people trying to, especially some of the younger generations, and I say this with love, but I have you know young adult kids, and so they have big dreams, and they have the ability to do so, but sometimes they don't necessarily put in the everyday actions in order to do it. Um, now kids, if you're listening, you do definitely. So don't get mad at your mama, but (laughs) (laughs) exactly. I do know what that generation, but I love that you say that. And absolutely. Um, I, I used to call it fake it till you make it. My ex hated it, but that mental reality to live in a different, like to live in the place where you want to be, not live in the place where you are, not live in the circumstances in which have been dealt to you, but to live in that place of where you want to be. And to, then put in the actions behind it. So great, great points, girl. You're, you're amazing. Like you are such a rock star. So, and, oh, thank you so much. And I love, I, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I want to share one tip that will always help your users, no matter what, this is like my secret tip on what you touched on about living in that reality is if ever you are struggling with a decision in your business, most of the time this involves um, money um, from a money scarcity kind of mindset. If ever you're struggling, let's say to pay to go to that conference, which no one's doing right now, but to invest in that, you know, next employee or that expert or that business coach or the ad agency, what I want you to ask yourself is I want you to put yourself in the position of who you want to be, who is your dream person you want to become and ask yourself, what would she do in this moment? Would she go to that conference? Would she easily pay for that? Would she be, she be speaking on that stage? Would she be investing in that, you know, tool she needs for her business or that ad agency? You will never go wrong. If you put yourself in the position of the person you want to be, you will always give yourself the right answer when you're struggling with a question or coming to a decision, especially around money. So I just want to give that tip. True story, got chicken skin. Absolutely. Thank you, Takara. I do want to ask, you know, that that single mom 13 years ago that had that baby boy, what would you go back and tell her right now? Oh, gosh. I would tell her that all her hard work is going to pay off and that she is being such an amazing, amazing role model for her children. And I think the proudest mom moment I've ever had is my son saying freely to me, mom, without me prompting him or paying him or giving him candy, like, you know, saying, (laughs) just saying, mom, because you own your own business, I know that I can do that too. And so I just... 
all that mom guilt, all the time, the blood, sweat, and tears, like you said, it is sweat equity. Anyone who tells you growing a business is easy is lying to you or wants your money. That is not the case. Eventually it can be easy, but you need to put the sweat equity in. If you don't have the financial equity, it's going to take a lot of sweat equity, which is where I was at. So I wish she just knew, like, don't be so hard on yourself. Spend the time with your children. Know that you're making a difference. Know that they're looking up to you. Know that this will pay off. Um, I, I wish I could have just gently encouraged her that, you know, everything's going to be okay. So that's what I would say if I could go back. Oh, and, and again, chicken skin. And I can tell you, Takara, I've had those moments with my kids where they've been in reflection and been like, mom, like, you know, we're so proud to be your kids. And, and that's just an amazing because, <clears throat> excuse me, being in the same position and doing that hustle and doing the sacrifices, although you, you, do this so that way you have more freedom with your kids. You can be there to pick them up from school. It definitely is. Um, we can beat ourselves up. That's for sure. So how beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you for being on today. And I'm definitely will ask you to come back on. I mean, you have so many nuggets and so much, so much juicy, like life stories. It's real. And, and I do want to say one last thing before I ask you for a final thought is, um, I'm not saying that, you know, when you have the capital, the, the financial capital to invest in companies, go ahead and do it. However, I feel that that sweat equity and that really building the foundation, one, it creates a connection more to your company and to your clientele base. And I'm a big believer in putting in the work first. Um, and I do before I have my clients do, right? And so, but I feel like when you have sweat equity over financial equity into your company in the beginning, that hustle, it actually builds a stronger foundation. You have more of a connection to it. You create it differently than if you didn't. Um, and, and I feel like the, the business can be more long-term as well. And um, Yes. Like a, a girl of my heart, preach sister, preach. Like you're taking the words right out of my mouth. I can't it's, even say it better. Well, that's so why, agree. That's why we friends girl, because we think a lot. <laughs> totally. I think I could talk to you for hours. I think I could literally, you're gonna have to cut me off pretty much. <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll have you back on for sure. But um, any, any last things that we'll go ahead and do a wrap up, but any last things that maybe has come to mind that you want to leave the audience with? Yeah, you know, I would love to just say one thing, what I notice about my clients, and I have clients with 30 million customers, I have clients with multi-million dollar companies, I have clients that live in scarcity mode, I have clients that live in abundance mode, I just want to encourage everyone that to know that I've noticed my clients who don't really worry about money, that that let it flow in and out like a river versus a stagnant pond that don't live in the scarcity mindset that do what they, they love doing that follow their passion and their joy money flows to them. No matter what they don't think about it. They're just in their joy. They're in their purpose. They're serving others. Um, so just, if you can get an alignment with truly living your life's purpose and, and, you know, following your passion and your dreams and not worrying so much about money and not, not thinking about a scarcity mindset, it, it will flow. I promise it will flow. Um, so that's just one other, you know, 
ideology that I'd love to follow. And I'd love for people to open up their minds to that when you invest in yourself, like you'll start seeing and investing in the people around you and not worrying so much about the money that it can start really coming to you. So flip that script in your head of, I will invest in this once I would make money. How about I will make money because I invested in this business coach, ad agency, proper tool, good website, et cetera, et cetera. So I just wanted to say that. Absolutely. Affirmations are huge. And girl, when I invested in myself, definitely that another level of, uh, of purpose, of connection to everything and definitely money flowage. So, oh, you are a rock star woman. So again, this is Sakara Charisma and she has a marketing agency. She is a Facebook strategist guru. I will put her uh, website in the comments. So please check her out. Follow her on Instagram. She is so creative. She has so many great ideas. Her team behind her too, we didn't get into that, is unbelievable. (laughs) And um, just so full of energy, as you can tell, but also just real life experience and great marketing and business information for any level of entrepreneur. So Takar, thank you again for being a guest today on Confessions of a Digital Nomad. Uh, Thank you so much, Lynn, for having me. Such a joy. So fun to, to talk about business with you. Oh, I can't wait to have you back. All right. So signing off, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll chat soon. Thanks for tuning into Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe today so that way you'll get notifications every time a new episode is available. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. And if this podcast moved you or feel it can move someone else, please share it with them today. I'm Lynn Howard, signing off from somewhere in the world. Till next time.